Hello and welcome to the Conrad Life Report um, for Wednesday, November 13th, 2019. It is, uh, this is episode 31. I think it's been over a month since my last episode. Uh, no real re- reason, philosophical reason for the layoff, except it's hard to get around to doing it. It's not so much the timing of it, and it's not the prep work, of which there's almost zero. And I enjoy the prep work because I just sit down in this and write in my dedicated notebook about it and write things down, which I love to write things down in notebooks. And um, But it's hard to find a quiet half an hour where no one's in the apartment and I can do this. Right now it's 6-something a.m., 6.50 a.m. Um, I have been considering going down to the basement um, the unfinished basement to do it. The only thing is, it'll be a lot more echoey and boomy and there's random noises of like, you know, plumbing and stuff going, but maybe that will add to a sort of David Lynchian charm to it. But anyway, for now, we'll get this going and do do a quick episode of catch up. Well, it's been a month off. October was beautiful as it is usually everywhere. Um, I guess the big news was Halloween. This was the first year that Oliver actually was somewhat excited for Halloween because in the past I think he's been overwhelmed not only by the day of it but also the anticipation of it and not only that but um he hasn't enjoyed putting literally donning costumes in the past which is too bad because he's always had cute costumes last year he had the homemade Empire State Building but um as you know he has gotten way into Toy Story this summer this year so he, we just, I just went and got him this at the Disney store, this like Buzz Lightyear costume, which costs like 50 bucks, but it's really cool. And, um, he loved it and wore it a couple of times before Halloween and on Halloween, he was super excited and he walked around and it was amazing for the first time. He was excited to walk around the neighborhood. So that was great. So Halloween went well and thankfully he doesn't care too much about candy. Um, it's more about a practice of him actually saying trick or treat, i.e actually speaking to strangers um but it went pretty well um so that was a fun time and then i handed out candy for a bit on the stoop um seemed to be slightly quieter and less crazy than usual here in the carroll gardens cobble hill um rectangle and i think because rain had been in the forecast even up until like 2 p.m on halloween day and then all of a sudden the forecast just changed and um there was no rain, so I don't know if that made that kept some people away who come here as a destination. But either way, it just seemed a little like not as crowded as usual, which I guess was nice. Um, let's see other neighborhood news. Um, I guess the big restaurant or bar news in the neighborhood is that the famous F and F Pizza opened. F and F stands for the two Franks from the Frankies and Franks and Prime Meats Empire. They opened up a slice joint in this garage that's in between Frankie's 457 and the Prime Meats building. There's two buildings in between those two buildings. One is the little building that houses Black Gold Records and coffee. And then the other was this abandoned garage that I guess I never paid attention to. But um, the storefront on the sidewalk is a garage door. And then, um, so that's how they open up the whole place. But they refurbish the inside. It's like smooth concrete. And it's just like an open through slice joint with stand-up tables. And in the backyard, there's sit-down tables. And the pizza is, they did a lot of research, I guess. And 
I mean, it's, it's a perfect regular slice. It's the best pizza crust I've ever had. Um, sauce is perfect. Cheese is perfect. And I've been there like five times since they opened. It's so good. Um, and went there recently with um, a friend. Steve was in town from Chicago. So we went with him and Pete from the neighborhood and Matt Frampton from Crown Heights. And we had a quick little lunch there. And that was great. Um, unfortunately, if Steve, you're listening, I feel like that was the quote unquote worst of all the FNF experiences I've had pizza wise. Um, I think the pizza just came out not as hot as it could have been. I don't know. But um, obviously it was a fresh pie we ordered. But it was great. Um, let's see. Speaking of people from out of town, Kevin Carney was in from L.A. We went to Threes with um, Micah and uh, let's see, Peter and my friend Gabe showed up too for one beer. And it's always fun to hang out at the bar with a group of friends on a Sunday afternoon at Threes Brewing. It's just so nice. Um, so that was great. Let's see. I mean... Nothing too crazy happened in the past month, just just a lot of the same steady routine, which is nice, just going to work and like coming home and hanging out with Oliver and seeing friends and hanging out with my family upstairs and it was good. But um, let's see, do have some like gigs coming up, let's see, in terms of life news here, let's see, looking at my notes, I Get Wild, my um, the Talking Heads band that I am in, we are playing on November 23rd. That's a Saturday night. We're playing a late show in Jersey City at FM Bar, which they've all played before. But the last time they played there, I remember we had our school fundraiser, so I didn't go. But it's apparently a wild joint in West in Jersey City. And I guess it's the after party for some show at um, White Eagle Hall out there. I think it's the last waltz show. We're coming up on Thanksgiving. And then I Get Wild is going to play again here in Brooklyn on Tuesday, November 17th at Littlefield. Um, and opening will be this guy, Chris Harford, who um, plays with friends of mine. His thing is called Band of Changes, and I guess they're Ween adjacent. I didn't really know this, although it makes sense because the guy in the bassist in Ween and Joe Russo is all, almost dead is in this band too. Anyway, that'll be a good night on December uh, blah, 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 17th, Tuesday. And then, um, let's see, Garden of the Ark, my very heavy and loud band that has not played since May. We got a gig coming on Friday, December 27th um, at Three's Brewing. So that'll be fun. Let's see, I'm going to move on to um, books here. So in the past month, I've finished a bunch of books. Not a bunch, but let's see. Um, I read Hard to Handle, which is uh, the memoir by the former drummer of the Black Crows who just reunited, Steve Corman. Um, he is very much not a part of this reunion because it seems like he hates the Robinson brothers and they hate him. But this is, it's one of the juiciest like rock and roll tell-alls I've ever read. Um, if I mean, I'm not a fan really of the Black Crows at all. I like the hits and I think they're okay, but, but, um, what a fun, fast reading book. If if you think you're at all mildly interested, I would get it from the library or something or borrow it or even buy it. But um, it's just so funny and they are the most dysfunctional band. And it's, it's like, it's sad to see in a way. It's also very funny and parts of it, you're like cringing in anticipation of how they're going to say, like F it up with Jimmy Page, which they certainly do. Um, so 
that was, that's good, hard to handle. It's called um, I Finished the Testaments by Margaret Atwood, the sequel to The Handmaid's Tale. It's I think it's one of the simply one of the best books I've ever read. It's at once incredible literature and also just like this compelling page turner. Like you can't put it down. The story is so good and so fast moving. Um, it has it's told by three narrators. The book like constantly like revol- like rotates between these three narrators. It's really really amazing. Um, <clears throat> and I guess the only criticism because I went on Reddit looking for some like conversation about it afterwards and i guess the only criticism about it is that it's almost too fan servicey like <laughs> atwood like serious fans are like this is like it's almost like tied up too neatly and um i can see that criticism but you know it's it seems like this is what w- we wanted like a conclusion and a sort of like defining ending when from after the handmaid's tale which is what everyone wanted but in retrospect you do see the brilliance of the handmaid tale handmaid's tale and just like it's brilliant the it's brilliance and it's like um sort of ambiguity um this one is less ambiguous ambiguous and more just straight incredible storytelling um let's see so margaret atwood like compelled me to go on and read some more um canadian um, female authors of the 20th century and 21st. I'm reading um, the what turns out to be the last collection of stories by Alice Munro, because I guess Alice Munro officially announced her retirement. This came out in 2012. It's called Dear Life. Um, um, I've read about four stories in it. They're, each story is about 30 pages long. It's so good. It's so like um, thoughtful and slow moving and deep and beautiful. So Alice Monroe, who's always great. I mean, I first heard of her because we read her in English in like grade, grade 10 or grade 11 when I was in high school in Canada. Um, and I've been reading the Edward Snowden book, permanent record, his memoir. I'm three quarters of the way through. I'm right now in his moment where he's about to, um, disclose all of the documents and secrets to journalists because he's finally had enough with how the U.S. intelligence community just began to um, spy on its entire populace, which is, um, if you're not already sympathetic to Snowden and his very Amer- um, pro-American cause, you will be if you read this book. It's it's insane. He's not some like lefty anti-intelligence person. He grew up in a military family and um, he wanted to serve his country and he tried to join the army after September 11th, et cetera, et cetera. Like he's a man of principle and he's a very smart guy. And there's like a nice yearning for the old, um, untracked internet on here. The, the web internet of the nineties. It's really seems to be a theme this year. I've read a bunch of books about like the old good internet. Um, anyway, so that's been books. I'm trying to think if I'm forgetting anything, but Oh, well, if I remember, I'll say next time. Um, let's see, turning to music. Um, been listening to a lot of stuff. Bonnie Light Horseman, which is uh, my friend Josh Kaufman and Eric D. Johnson from The Fruit Bats and Anais Mitchell from what well, she just wrote, Hades Town, the musical. Uh, they have some songs they've been releasing, and I think the record comes out in January. It's really good. Uh, other friends, I listen to Walter Martin's new record or new songs from his forthcoming record, which again I think is in January. Josh Kaufman made that one too. So my friend Ray, who's in I Get Wild with me and a bunch of the three brewing stuff, Ray's on it. I think Annie's on it. Um, the Walt, Walt Walt's music is just just amazing. Um, listen to the new Will Oldham songs, which the full album is out 
this coming week, this Friday. Um, I think it's Will Oldham's first new songs in like seven years. He is great, obviously. Um, I was just listening to Rick Webb's Webb Chatham report um, before I recorded this because I was making my lunch for the day. And um, I'm a bit behind. I'm, I hadn't listened. I think he's had an episode up for a couple of weeks and I hadn't gotten around to it. But um, I noticed that he, 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 he said he listened to the Kanye record and I forgot that I did too. And I, um, I guess it's good. I have the same reaction to like the last few Kanye West records, which is that it's really good. And um, if I didn't have a ton of other stuff to listen to, I would happily listen to it repeatedly. But um, it's I'm just not so into Kanye's music that I want to listen to it instead of like, say, the new Bob Dylan box set, which is awesome. But I think it's okay. Like uh, some people don't love it. I think the whole like religious theme of it is kind of distracting because not so much the lyrical content of it you know i'm fine with all of van morrison's late 80s records for example but um it's more that it's hard to forget about um it's hard to put aside the whole like creating a nonprofit and trying to profit all this and he's just sort of creating a persona and i feel like i'm almost being suckered into liking the music like he's suckered me in um but anyway it seems seems fine enough also i can't can't really get past the whole Trump friendship, but anyway. Um, did I listen to other stuff? I can't remember. I, I was telling Kevin at threes of all the stuff I listened to, and I, I can't recall. Um, but as always, there's a ton of good stuff out there. Um, oh, I listened to yesterday. It was Neil Young's birthday, and um, um, my friend Pete pointed me to this new EP by Jeff Rosenstock and Laura Stevenson, four songs called Stay Young or Still Young, and it's four Neil covers. Um, after the Gold Rush, which is powered by this kind of synth pad, which is kind of cool. Um, they do Harvest Moon pretty faithfully. Um, and the best number is Ambulance, Bu- Ambulance Blues. It's really great. So that's called, I think, Still Young or Stay Young, but I think Still Young. But yeah, Jeff Rosenstock and Lawrence Stevenson. And wow, I feel like I've powered through a lot of stuff. Um, beer. Been drinking a lot of beer. Um, let's see. Had a had a sort of tasting party at Pete and Kara's house last week with Steve and tried a bunch of Creature Comforts from um, Athens, Georgia, and I've never had Creature Comforts, and it is excellent. I wish I could access Creature Comforts um, um, easily here in New York, which I cannot, but um, let's see. Also had, um, oh, I had the Not Hot Dog by Other Half. They sent, HBO sent some beer to the office, and it was pretty good. Um, solid other half IPA. Uh, my brother-in-law has gotten big into KCBC because it's always in the prime number two slot at Bar Great Harry. So he's had some KCBC. I've had some of that. And I um, guess that's kind of it. I had some Suarez a couple of weeks ago, which is Suarez is always a good choice. And I guess that's it for beer. Other than that, I'm sitting in my favorite chair. And looking out the window, and it is like 23 degrees and feels like 15, according to both Dark Sky and Wonderground. So it's going to be a cold day today, and that's going to stink. But what can you do? I guess that's it. I guess I'll wrap it up. Only 15 minutes. I should do this more often. Um, oh, Grateful Dead Night's coming up on Wednesday the 20th. Scott Devendorf will be back. Bradley will be there. The whole thing. And the secret thing is we're working with our friend Dave Keaty, tie-dye master, um, to do some actual Grateful Dead Night at Three's Brewing 
tie-dye merch and stuff. So I don't think we're going to get it done in time, the first wave for next week, but hopefully December. Um, and we just, Scott and I just realized that February marks five years of Grateful Dead Night at Threes, which is going to be insane. So we're going to try and do something mildly cool for that. Um, and other than that, got two other music projects that I don't want to discuss yet, but um, hopefully they will get off the ground soon. The enthusiasm is there, and finally the logistics of planning have begun, so hopefully something will happen soon. And um, I guess that's it. I'm going to call it an episode. It's uh, been 16 or 17 minutes. So I'm Conrad. This has been the Conrad Life Report, episode 31, November 13th, 2019. Oh, wait, last thing. We got Disney Plus and I watched The Mandalorian and it's really good. Okay, that's it. Um, See you next time. Take care.